Welcome once again to The Scrum, the WGBH podcast, where for the most part, we talk about politics and political media. I'm Adam Riley, and I'm joined, as I frequently am, by Peter Kadzis, WGBHnews.org senior editor. Hello, Peter. Hey, how are you doing? Peter, there's an extra spring in your step this morning. Is it because you're still uh, savoring the magical afterglow of that Republican debate last night? No, it's an illusion. I mean, the the debate got off to a good start, but um, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't as fabulous, really. I think throughout, um, it was interesting though. It was, you know, I think the real winner is Fox News. They put on a, you know, a very tough and pointed debate, and uh, I see the rest of the press is in the bag with Donald Trump this morning. Saying, oh, they were going after Donald Trump. I mean, they always go after the front runner, and Donald Trump is the front runner. He is the face of the Republican Party. Did you think they went after him harder than the other candidates? I thought that they were trying to call every single candidate on comments they'd made in the past, uh, positions they'd staked out, critiques they'd made of the other people who were running. And I felt like if it looked like they were going after Trump, it was only because they were pointing out how over the top some of his comments have been, like when Megyn Kelly uh, rehashed what he said about women over the years. I didn't think that there was any special anti-Trump animus. No, I I don't think so either. As I said, watching, reading the press this morning and listening this morning on the news, the people are are saying, well, Fox went after Trump. I mean, Trump is uh, his own phenomenon, but his biggest ally is the press, which um, seems dedicated to keeping him, you know, in the headlines because it's good for broadcast, good for paper. Hey, let me, as someone who has covered uh, the Trump phenomenon for broadcast, I want to challenge you a little bit there. I don't feel like I'm dedicated to keeping him in the mix. I didn't say you are. No, the no, 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 no. But big institution. But right. But I'm. But I, you know, I'm someone who works in broadcast media. When when I have covered Trump, for me, and this is a discussion we've had on Beat the Press. It's a discussion I've heard in the newsroom. The reason to cover Trump is that. He's the Republican frontrunner right now. And I know you can pose a chicken uh, or the egg question there. Is he the frontrunner because we're all covering him or vice versa? But I feel like it's clear that a hefty chunk of the the Republican base actually likes what he's saying, probably agrees that most Mexicans are rapists and that our leaders in Washington, as he said last night, are stupid people and that the problem with the country right now is that there's too much political correctness. So... um, do you think that he's a media creation, though? You think it's not? I didn't say it was a media creation. I said that's part of it. Okay. The people, um, people buy what he's saying. He's saying what other people won't, and we're talking primarily about him. That's what I mean. You people, the press can't help themselves. All right. Well, let's talk about some other candidates. What uh, What impressed you from? the members of the Republican field who made the cut and are not named Trump last night in Cleveland? Um, Nothing impressed me, but I came away with these thoughts. You know, Rubio clearly trumped Bush. That was very important, I think. I think Bush less clearly, but Bush nevertheless out, you know, he trumped, if you will, Walker. Let me stop you right there. Why did Rubio trump Bush? Uh, He was fresher. He was more articulate. Um, He was more on point. Um, I've seen him in New Hampshire. You may have. You've seen. A lot I haven't. Of yeah, I haven't seen him though. Haven't well, seen him in person. I can tell you, having seen him in New Hampshire a couple of months ago, he gave essentially his basic performance, but it's gotten so much smoother, so huh. much more targeted, and I think it's to the point where he really believes it now. 
All right, and how about Bush trumping Walker? Um, Walker just came across as an empty suit. Or when I said that to someone in the newsroom, they said, geez, he's hardly an empty suit. He's more like an empty pair of underpants standing up there. Um, it, he began pretty weak, and um, he got better as he went on. But these debates are about the impressions people leave. It's, it's, it, it's, it's about the impression they leave the viewers with, not so much what they say. So let me ask you this, and actually. Bush just... seemed more mature, you, you know, more knowledgeable, more on point. Although, let me add, I kind of like Bush of all the Republicans. He reminds me of Charlie Baker. That, of course, is probably very bad news for Bush. Uh, on the, on the, uh, the Walker front, when people you say people take away you know a, a certain lasting impression from a debate, will people remember him starting off weak as you say he did, or will they remember him joking that uh, after the recent cyber attack on the U.S. government that uh, uh, people uh, our enemies now know more about Hillary Clinton's emails than we do, which was a big laugh line that oh, the, that pub, was a, that the was crowd a great loved. Line. So, so will something like that? If uh, and this is sort of a technical question, if someone has a great line like that, does it? to use the word again, Trump, um, maybe a poor or uneven performance during the rest of the debate or not? What do people uh, remember? Well, it certainly mitigates it. I, I mean, um, it, it, it certainly mitigates it. All right. Uh, you were not impressed with Rand Paul last night. No, I think he's having in the larger picture, not because of last night. I wonder if he's heading for irrelevancy. Let's not forget, this is a guy who was... Um, on the cover of Time magazine, you know, um, being hailed as the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, uh, he, he just doesn't seem to me the, to have that, you know, momentum. Mm -hmm. that, that, and, and I'm not talking about momentum in the sense of numbers of people flocking behind him, the sort of intellectual momentum that you need to push yourself forward as opposed to, say, um, Chris Christie, um, who was really on the margins of this election. But he's working to stay in the game, and um, I, I think he, he's managing to do that. Um, it seems to me like, by the way, he, he is hoping that uh, Trump, as I understand it, he's actually friends with Trump, that Trump will implode or be deemed unelectable at a certain point and that he will then be able to take over the mantle of the brave Republican truth teller. Yeah, I mean, I, no doubt he is. Um, I'm not sure how transferable the Trump magic is. Um, and when I say I'm not sure, I'm really not sure. Um, it's a very interesting phenomenon. All right. Uh, before I put you on the spot and ask you if you really watched the entire debate, and my confession before I do that is that I did not. My Sky News feed, I don't have cable. I was watching on Sky News, and I guess Fox cracked down on them you know, with maybe 20 minutes to go or something like that. Before I ask you that, what did you make of John Kasich? A few of us were talking in the newsroom before you and I came in here uh, to have this chat, and there was uh, a consensus that Kasich um, actually was pretty impressive compared to the rest of the field. What do you think? I th Kasich was my, you, you know, you asked if I had a spring in my step this morning. If I did, Kasich was sort of it, mainly because I've read an awful lot about him, but I don't remember 
seeing him on television. I must have. Yeah. But it, I don't think I've seen him before before uh, the other night in New Hampshire, actually. He, he, you know, his appearance confirmed for me everything I've read, which is he's a very capable guy. Um, he seems uh, bright and broad-minded. I really liked his defense of expanding uh, government-run health care in Ohio. And he also seems a little bit grumpy, which I kind of like. Um, not Trump level grumpy or even Christie level grumpy, but there's a little, you know, crankiness when he's pressed in a well, way that he, he thinks, he, he, which he, I like. He wasn't going to be pushed around when he was asked, you know, by a, a, a Facebook member asked about gay marriage. And yeah. his answer was really terrific. He said, look, it's the law of the land. If my daughter was gay, I'd love her anyway. He was went to a wedding for he, a friend who was Republican. Gay, yeah. He was compassionate. Yeah. He was. Oh, you know, his stuff on healthcare was incredibly impressive. Um, I mean, in many ways, he probably is the most impressive of all the candidates. I mean, he's a, been a senator. He's a serving governor. Um, he knows what he's talking about. Um, Bush should be able to match him and sometimes does. Um, but the fact that... Uh, uh, that the Ohio governor's still in the saddle makes a big difference. Uh, so, when, by the way, whether he gets a boost from that, we don't know. It'll be interesting to see if the press pays any attention. So, tell me honestly, did you watch the entire debate? I think so. I mean, near the end, I was nodding off a little bit. Um, you know, the first hour and forty-five minutes is much clearer in my memory. But, um, you know, I, I may have snoozed a little bit. All right. And the natural follow-up to that is, did you watch the, uh, is undercard the right term? I don't really know my well, box. that's the and polite you watch... term as All opposed right. to the children's table. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't watch, I wasn't home in time, but I did yep. go on and, and view clips. In, in sort of, and once everyone was talking about uh, uh, Fiorino, I, I sought her, her out. And in some ways, she's the only clear-cut winner. Because she went from being someone nobody mentioned to, you know, being the secondary headline today. Um, That's a great point. She's gotten a lot of terrific press, even though she was relegated to the, the kids' table. Yeah, and I, I have to say I learned something. I saw how articulate she was. Um, it's interesting. This is a, by the way, uh, walking through Harvard Square this morning, I noticed that the National Review, the sort of Bible of, right, the you know, Republican Party, yep. I might say, um, had a cover story on it, which obviously had to be planned weeks in advance, pointing out just how articulate she was. So someone in the GOP knew that. But I got to say that um, her forensic skills are formidable, and we all discovered that. Now you're talking, for, for those of us who don't have your vocabulary, her debating capabilities. Yeah, her in, in her presentation, you know, um, she talks politics to the audience really well. Her political skills, however, still lag. And I'm saying that because after her very successful appearance, Joe um, Scarborough, you know, did a very positive, almost fawning mm -hmm. interview. On um, Morning Joe, this is? Uh, no, is that? Oh, last and, night. And, okay. And, um, and, and um, well, maybe it was this morning. Here, here it all blend. Yeah, I hear you. Here's where I have the mind melt. But the important thing is, she she sort of came off a little Palin-esque, um, in, in that, you know, you never go wrong bashing Hillary for the GOP, but she didn't have the focus in her off-the-cuff interview hmm. 
that she had when she was in front of the court. Oh, interesting, interesting. That's ultimately a footnote. What matters most is that she did well. All right. Uh, I guess we should leave it there since this is not an Insta-scrum, but should we call it a mini-scrum? A a midi-scrum? What do you think, Amanda? Midi-scrum. Midi-scrum. The scrum. midi-length-scrum. Yeah. Midi-length-scrum. Well, I mean, we've all traveled in Europe, so uh, let's <laughs> let's leave it right there. All right. Making us suspect already. Uh, that's going to do it for the latest installment of The Scrum. Peter Kadzis, thank you, as always, for your wisdom and analysis. Analysis and wisdom? No, I don't know about that. I think... I ate too many donuts this morning. Uh, If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to The Scrum on iTunes. While you're at it, you can even leave a review, especially if you're in a good mood. You can find links to iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud on our website, wgbhnews.org slash scrum. You can also email us feedback and ideas for future conversations you'd like to hear or topics you'd like us to delve into at scrum at wgbh.org. Our producer is Amanda McGowan. Amanda, thanks. Thank you. I'm Adam Riley. The Scrum is a production of WGBH News.